folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. If you're listening to this, you already know that we have a Patreon, for which we deeply thank you. Or on the off chance you're listening to us and do not know about our Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash FTLcast. Uh, today we're playing Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway. Yes, of Magpie Games. Yes. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Masks is first and foremost about a team of young superheroes. They're friends, rivals, love interests, allies, and always teammates, joint stars of their comic, and superheroes. They're young, they've got abilities that make them special, they wear costumes, they use code names, they save people, and they do it together. They're growing up in Halcyon City, a place with plenty of older supers who provide an endless clamor of voices telling them who to be, and these young heroes are all trying to figure out their own way. I'm August. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have Jade. What's up? It's me, your non-binary friend an intermittent fox person jade you can find me on twitter at jadeoxfordrose i use they them pronouns you can hear me on other podcasts like dumb kids playing hero and the escafil files that's dkph pod on twitter and escafil files on twitter we also have brian hey everybody it's brian your your binary enemy uh you see him <laughs> pronouns <laughs> And you can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod. Go check out the room where it happened. We play games too. Listen to me and August talk about cartoons on at Gay Space Pod. Uh, the end. And rounding out our ragtag group of uh, superhero teens, we have Zachary. Hello, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. Find me on Twitter at Obfuscating God. Even the music I do it, I am bugbear.bandcamp.com. My pronouns are he, him, and if this comes out after it has completed, please go to the Standing Stones YouTube channel to watch all of the archived uh, VODs for Sagas of the Sunless Reach, The Riddle of Rule, which is the Pathfinder 2nd Edition miniseries that I ran this summer on the Standing Stones Twitch channel. Hell yeah. All right. So for this game, our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Uh, due to the nature of this game, uh, our characters are, for the most part, minors, so there will be uh, some violence against uh, people who are under the age of 18, but the people that violence may be uh, involved with are going to be people who have agency and can defend themselves. Uh, we're not going to put violence against defenseless children in here, so... Uh, now that we've got all that, let's get started. Hell yeah. Woo. Woo.
Okay. So, as far as the setting goes, uh, Masks comes with its own built-in setting called Halcyon City, like we mentioned before. Yes, I was curious if we were actually using that. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little setting. And uh, just to read a little bit about Halcyon City from the book, uh, it's a massive bustling megalopolis. Countless people from countless cultures and walks of life populate this great city. It is a contradictory and wonderful combination of darkness and light, crime and heroism, corruption and hope, past mistakes and the promise of change. It's always been the city of tomorrow and yesterday, and that's never been more true than today. So it's uh, obviously kind of a comic booky world. Uh, superheroes exist and have existed for a couple of generations now. Uh, supervillainy is also a thing, and uh, that's where we're playing. So the next thing that we ought to do is introduce our characters. So Jade, would you like to introduce who you're playing today? Okay. Um, well, as Patreon supporters, if you are them, you or if you caught it on the feed, I am doing what we do on the main feed and retooling another character in a different life. I am playing the Doomed playbook. Uh, something about your powers dooms you. It's just a matter of time before your doom comes for you. Until then, though, you've got a nemesis who needs fighting and a world that needs saving. After all, it's better to burn out than fade away. My hero's name is Umbra, real name Jack Weiss, who uses uh, she, her pronouns. Uh, her look, uh, she's a white woman. She's sort of 16, 17-ish years old. Face claim is Diana Silvers, so like about 5'10", skinny, long dark hair, uh, big dark eyes, uh, which have a very haunted look to them. Dresses like a pretty standard sort of teenager. Uh, maybe skews a little younger than she is. Um, and uh, her hero costume is much moodier. Uh, it's like an all like morph suit style mask uh, with a hooded cowl over and a mix of uh, body armor over sort of pretty basic clothes and boots and uh, like archer style gloves with the thumb and fingertip missing but otherwise uh, her hands are covered actually she keeps gloves on all the time when she's not in hero mode as well so that's fun and I suppose her abilities uh, yeah um, in the book they're described as um, memory manipulation psychic constructs but I have uh, flipped that a little bit Rather than psychic constructs, I've got them described as plutonian or ectoplasmic. Uh, it's stuff that she pulls from the, the realm of the dead and the past, kind of like the ghosts of what's there. Instead of memory manipulation, it's clairvoyance. Um, and uh, she has vitality absorption as well. So that's fun. I have a sanctuary, which has the good features a meditation space, a power enhancement system, as well as art, music, and food. Two downsides of my sanctuary are it's difficult to access and it's tied intr intrinsically, intricately. I can't even read that stupid italics. Uh, to my doom. My doom is brought closer by overexerting myself and facing danger alone. And I currently have one Doom sign, um, which is infinite powers. I can mark my Doom track to use any abil an ability from any playbook one time. And my nemesis is uh, Dr. Lacey Mortimer. She's bad news. She is the reason I have powers. She is the reason, well, you're going to find out 
about the other stuff in a bit. So she's bad news. And that's her. That's that's Jack Weiss, a.k.a. Umbra. Hell yeah. Uh, Brian, you're up. Hi, I'm Brian. That's not what I meant to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just launched into the thing. Uh, I am playing HK62, also known as Sissy2. I'm playing the Reformed Playbook. Uh, I'm a former cloned minion of Dr. Mortimer. They're doctor, right? Yes, the same Dr. Mortimer. Yeah, okay. Um, and the Reformed Playbook says, Villainy used to be your way of life. Then you saw what your selfishness and hate created. The supervillain life is hard to quit, but you know best that sometimes the villain needs saving too. Sissy is like 17 years old. She has freckles. She has like a red hair with like an undercut. Uh, she has an eye patch. When she's in hero outfit it's just like i'm in my head it's just like full-on winter soldier it's like yeah i wear i wear body armor and then also like a mask and everybody's like well you should get a costume she's like this is what this this keeps me from getting stabbed and shot like why would i change this um let's see as far as powers go she has weapons and martial expertise she's good at she's good at fighting and being like a sassy supervillain Trying not to be super villain anymore. She's going to continue to be sassy. Uh, and my moves are dark past. Uh, when you confess a situation or a serious crime you committed as a villain while in the presence of someone involved, shift danger up and another any other label down. Say what you did and choose one. No one was hurt badly by the crime. You aren't in legal danger for the crime. You aren't being actively pursued for uh, extra legal retribution. And then my other move is blowing off steam. When you commit misdemeanors or small victimless crimes, you make clear <laughs> condition of your choice. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. And uh, Zachary. Uh, yes. Hello. You know, it's your boy, Teddy Weiss. I am playing the Transformed Playbook which is a playbook about being transformed into something that you were not and kind of dealing with it. Usually it represents like the Hulk or like um, Cyborg in some ways, like, like the Teen Titans Cyborg. But Teddy is a little bit of an odd duck because he was transformed into a dead person. <laughs> uh, because I'm a ghost. It's ghost times walk through walls disappear and fly much more unique than the other guys though it would be more accurate to say that i can force myself to manifest in the real world under certain circumstances and otherwise am just incorporeal invisible and uh, intangible or inaudible and uh yeah so i'm my i call myself haunt now because that's what i do and you know you dress for the job that you have i you could take the transform moves um superhuman senses and probably like transmuting flesh to represent the sort of like weird ectoplasm stuff that i can do and uh yeah my moves are be the monster which when you intimidate frighten or cow others with your monstrous form your role plus freak on a hit they're thrown off and makes themselves vulnerable to you or they flee very useful uh there's also like some other stuff that i can do that like kind of 
adds a little bit of uh, collateral damage to my um, display. Uh, my second move is wish I could be when you comfort or support someone. If you tell them what you most envy about them, you can roll plus freak instead of plus mundane, which is great because my mundane sucks. <laughs> uh, and I have a passive move called not human enough. When I directly engage a threat in a terrifying fashion, mark a condition to choose an additional option, even on a miss. So I'm a ghost. When I'm not superheroing it up, uh, I, I have enough control over my ectoplasm, ectoplasmic form to exert uh to like manifest outfits which are just like pretty standard simple comfortable clothes that like a teenager would wear i'm a i'm a few years older than uh, jack um but i'm not getting any older and she is so that's gonna be fun mm -hmm. uh when she catches up um but when i'm a superhero when i'm actively being a hero i have this uh this set of uh of like like a bodysuit that I kind of can inhabit that uh, allows me to more easily affect the world, which is good because otherwise, um, how would you know I was there? Yeah, uh, I should clarify that Jack can see dead people all the time, not just Teddy. Yes, like <laughs> Jack. Jack, Jack is a ghosts. medium. Mm -hmm. Teddy is her uh, special ghost. <laughs> Yeah, I would have given Jack the hero name Seance, but uh, I like and respect the Umbrella Academy enough to not steal it. So. I still really like I still really like Threshold. I liked it, but also maybe when she gets older, she'll change it to that if she lives that long. Mm. <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. worry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. One of us has already died. Yeah. I'm not going to let it happen to the second one. Mm. Anywho. That's it's fine. Uh, yeah, is there anything else that I forgot? No. Nope. Should we mention how he died? Uh, it was a it was a terrible uh, accident. I, I wonder who might have been at fault for that accident. Mm. Well, yeah, I suppose uh, because we're not going to get like a lot of space. We uh, but when Zach and I chatted about this. Uh, Teddy and Jack were sort of into uh, urban exploration and found themselves in, uh, or found a lab of uh, Dr. Mortimer, who took uh, umbrage of the fact that her lab was being sort of uh, invaded, as it were. And uh, yeah, shit went down. A machine may or may not have exploded. It mm -hmm. was bad. But hey, Jack has superhero powers now. Jack has superpowers now. Teddy has the superpower of being not alive. <laughs> um, and, you know, you you could call it, it's, we dressed it up, we called it Urban Exploration. Really, it was just looking for places to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, and also cool stuff that you could maybe pawn and get a little money. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe get a hotel once in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Fun right. times. Cool. Now, the next thing that we want to know, because... Uh, by the nature of the game, y'all are in a team. The next thing we need to know is, how did y'all get together? <laughs> yes, which we have, uh, we, we, we chatted a little bit ahead of time. We got these cool questions. We want to just say the question and then answer it? Yes, that'll be the, the simplest way. Uh, yeah, because these come in a specific order in the text, which is really cool. And the idea is that you build on them as you go. Play Masks is a really well-written game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
this is I didn't mention remember, this is the, my first time in a long time on the player side of a masks table. I've run a lot of masks. Yeah, myself. same. But never played it as a player. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. Well, now yeah. now you get the chance. Mm-hmm. But yes. Which question comes first? Yours. That's why it's oh, first okay. in the in the dark. Well, fair, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the reformed question is, we fought a terrible enemy from my old life. Who was it and what did they take from me? Um, so I believe it was over the hideout that Jack and Teddy were using initially, right? Mm-hmm. We fought HK64, uh, <laughs> who at one point probably looked like Sissy because we're all weird experiments um but you guys probably like sissy probably like ran in there and there was like typical like superhero they punch up for a bit but then their mates situation when hk64 came crashing in uh sissy was probably reluctant to fight hk64 who at this point was just like a big big old monster and uh what did they take from me it was my eye I i had two eyes before that day now I have but the one eye. Um, Rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doomed question is, we paid a high cost for victory. What was it? And uh, we sort of lost our anonymity. Uh, I can't speak to Abil- uh, Or sort of our ability to continue working slash existing in relative secrecy. Uh, whether it was trackers of some kind, like in HK64, or whether it was drones watching her, Either way, the fight was seen by dangerous folks and the trio are sort of now known entities in the hero world. Upside, in a way of speaking, we're now on the radar of some people that are helping us out a little bit, but also like Dr. Mortimer now knows that, you know, those kids that ended up uh, in her lab and are now running around. And also one of her ex-creations. Yeah, you know. I feel like Sissy probably was known vaguely in the hero world before this for being <laughs> generic, like, henchmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's yeah. fine. People know who we are. Yeah, and uh, we drew attention and ire from plenty during the fight. One important person in particular now hates and fears us. Who is it? Uh, and I don't have a name for this person, but I said it was an important titan of industry within the city. Uh, not an official politician, but definitely somebody with political clout and a lot of real estates, like a like a like a like a really uh, like a landlord who owns a ton of the property in the city. Who like also has other like holdings, obviously. Do we want a name for this hmm. person? Uh, I guess it's up to August. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like having names for people. It should be alliterative. <laughs> I mean, it's not a superhero. It's just a guy. But I guess Lex Luthor is also. <laughs> uh, my my NPC generator is not going to. Uh, Baxter Bradshaw. Ooh. Perfect. The third. Oh, that's perfectly slimy. Bradshaw Holdings and uh, and and concern. All right. Cool. That's fun. All right. So. The next thing that uh, we need to establish are uh, our characters' relationships. 
So, Jack, what are your relationships with the rest of the team? Okay, so uh, I have told Teddy uh, all about my doom and the danger I'm in. Um, and I would love to kiss Sissy before my doom comes. Jade and I cannot be in a game together. <laughs> Look, to I be think. fair, I did not write that relationship. It's true. There's you only three of us. <laughs> you were really pressed into choices there. <laughs> yeah, and one of them is my sibling. Yeah. So in this instance, it isn't just Jade Bryan shenanigans. <laughs> my hand was forced. Forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reformed are. I earned the trust of Teddy, and I follow the uh, his example for what a hero should be. And I did something terrible to Jack once. I hope they can forgive me one day. What other you did something terrible to me? I yes, but I've already earned your choice. Or I've earned your trust. Well, the terrible thing I did, I did terrible. I did technically a terrible thing to you, but also it's a terrible thing. To, it did terrible thing to both of you. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. So I guess I'm the one who trusts you, which makes sense because. Uh, in some form, you comforted me when I was at my lowest. I have no idea how that manifested. And then obviously Jack knew me before I changed because the change was death. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack is my sister. I also saw your things. And that's why I went with those relationships. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. It's good shit. All right. And influence. Yes. That is the the final thing. Uh, Influence is a mechanic in masks uh, where someone has the ability to impose their beliefs upon you if they have influence on you, which can do things like shift your labels, which are your stats and the way that you view yourself. So, all right. Who who has influence over whomst in our group? Um, As the doomed... My these people matter for what you need to do, so I give influence to both of my teammates. I mean, the book says two, but I have just the two. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the reformed, I chose. Uh, do you talk openly about your supervillainry? If so, give each teammate influence over you. So that's what I went with. Valid. Uh, yeah, and I try not to care what others think, even if I can't shut everything out. I give influence to only one teammate, who is obviously Jack. Fair and valid. Okay. So, uh, we have our super team. Good, good team of young folks. Um, (laughs) So, the next step, I believe, is to start playing, huh? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. You will notice, dear listeners, I have not given any character information because I will be uh, the GM for the day. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, before we get started, uh, read my agenda as the GM, which is to make Halcyon City feel like a comic book, make the player characters' lives more superheroic, and play to find out what changes. So, I think as we start, we open the first page of the comic book. Uh, It's a wide shot of Halcyon City. And the next panel is a little bit closer to the downtown area. 
uh, as we zoom in on where our action is going to take place. And on the next page, we see a panel where we can uh, determine that there is a bank on one of the major thoroughfares of Halcyon City. And a lot of the panel is uh, taken up by a, a speech bubble yelling the uh, word help in very large bold font. And on the next page, we can see our superheroes being dispatched to assist at this bank, which, uh, as the reader, we can tell is currently being robbed. Uh, it's surrounded by a bunch of anthropomorphic robots. They look like little velociraptors because of who I am as a person. And uh, they are using their titanium claws and articulated tails to intimidate the patrons of the bank and the uh, small gathering of law enforcement officers who are trying to assess the situation as our heroes make it onto the scene. So uh, please describe your entrance panels. Not it. <laughs> okay, I got one in mind. Uh, I think like it 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 transitions to like uh like small panels inside of inside of like a black page, uh, and mm -hmm. it's like sissy crawling through like an air vent and being like, Teddy can literally go through walls. Why am I having to do this? <laughs> <laughs> At the mention of Teddy, uh, I am going to throw. <laughs> To Teddy, uh, how are you making your entrance? Okay, um, so re I'm, I'm spaced a little bit. So there's a bank. Mm -hmm. There are dragon men who are menacing the bank. It's people. it's Velociraptor robots. Velo Velociraptor robots. Velociraptor. Velociraptor Yes. Yeah, and and so like there's like a police cordon outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously, like all the cops are like, "Oh my God, we're gonna go in there, or, or not go in there, or something." They've got hostages. Yes, the, the um, dinosaur robots have taken hostages for reasons. They, they've given us no demands. <laughs> Why do they even need money? They're robots and dinosaurs um, and dinosaurs. Um, so so and then um, and so like it shows that, uh, and then there is um. I think we, we cut. We have Sissy's panel, and then uh, it starts. the The bubble is like a like a jagged one coming out of her like earpiece. Mm -hmm. um, that says, "I mean, hey, if you want to throw yourselves on their claws, be my guest. But I think this is probably the best use of our skill sets." Uh, as Teddy walks through the front door, or yeah, through the front door, he doesn't open it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Teddy Wise, uh, aka Haunt, is wearing, I made a Hero Forge mini of it, uh, he's wearing, uh, the base level is a white, like, jumpsuits, uh, not like leather or spandex, but like a comfortable, breathable material, which is stupid because he doesn't have to breathe, <laughs> um, 
with like black uh, or like dark gray like appar- apparatus on top of it that's keeping him like material or that allows him to like act, control his materialization more easily. And he's got uh, bright green rubber gloves and his actual ghostly neck comes out, like, out of the, uh, the, the suit. His face is exposed, but he's like, you know, blue and spectral with this solid looking suit on. Um, and he walks in uh, and he says, hey, everybody, there's no need to panic. Well, there's no need for the civilians to panic. Uh, and he points and finger guns at the, at the Velocibots, uh, and he says, you guys should start panicking. Through your ghostly headset, you get a nail it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into what happens in response to that, uh, Jack, what are you doing? Um, what a good question. I think it cuts like one of those, like, uh, diagonally cut panels and as Teddy gives that little speech it's just the cut panel is Jack face palming <laughs> and she is at the back of the bank looking at a brick wall and uh, the next panel is like there's almost like a haze over the wall and she's looking at a different layout and sort of like a door that has been bricked up Uh, becomes Mm -hmm. visible and uh, she uh, opens that and steps in the the back door uh, before sort of like she's like stepping into the past almost briefly then the next panel is her on the inside uh, and the wall looking as it was and she's just like yeah man nobody asked but you know very rude uh, and, and Teddy, seemingly talking to no one on his panel, uh, says, like, come on, we all knew you'd be able to do it. Um, and perhaps confusing the people around because he's talking to thin air. Mm-hmm. Just a fun inversion of his normal life. <laughs> cool. So, uh, in response to Teddy's entrance, there are uh, a couple of Velocibots standing in front of like the desk where the tellers are uh and uh one of them uh whips its head around and opens its mouth and you hear like you can see like a little speaker in there uh and there's you know kind of like a jagged speech bubble where uh the velocibot is quote-unquote talking and you hear a voice saying you're going to be the one to regret this. Mark my words. And I'm trying to decide if y'all recognize the voice because I, the 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 person whose voice is coming out of the Velocibot, I'm not sure is necessarily the most well known uh, supervillain mm. in here. We've been doing this for a bit. We haven't been doing this forever, so uh, even odds. Okay, yeah. I might recognize them with my previous villainous life. Yeah. So, Sissy, in the vents, you can kind of hear this muffled voice, uh, and you would know that this voice belongs to uh, one of the the villainous pair known as the Gemini Twins, uh, specifically 
this is Pollux, who is known for uh for his sort of almost supernatural grasp on robotics and uh controlling technology. What's the name of the other twin? What do you think, Brian? Is it also Paulus? I don't know. No, it's Castor. Oh, I don't know enough things about Gemini's. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, they're they're the Gemini twins, uh, Pollux and Castor, okay. and so uh, typically where one is, the other follows. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's what you know about these folks. Okay. Uh, I would. So, so there are Velocibots menacing the bank patrons and menacing the staff, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the Velocibots minister, like, uh, menacing the the pat the patrons, right? Um, well, well, I mean that that's that's why Jack is here to like draw heat. Oh, okay. Oh, not not Jack. Teddy. Mm-hmm. Teddy is here is drawing heat from the like trying to get all the Velocipedes Velocibots mm-hmm. to. Uh, to like be coming at it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think at this point I am, I have reached whatever vent thing and I'm like, s- like just in the background behind the Velocibots. I'm just like coming down a rope. Like everybody come on. Just like making a hand motion, like looking very scary because all of my costume is still like all black tactical gear. Um, and I just repelled from the rope and everybody's just like, you don't, you look like you're part of this. And I'm like, no, I'm definitely not part of this. Uh, <laughs> please, please, citizens, let's go. Okay. Um, is, have I been able to get their attention? You have one Velocibot's attention. That's not enough. Um, okay. Uh, I was hoping to, like, get them all so that they would be looking at me so I could do my, my thing that I do with them because I, I told them they needed to start panicking and I haven't actually showed them why yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should show them why. Yeah. But it's not as big a deal if only one sees it. <laughs> uh, Teddy, Teddy, uh, like, like as Susie is like very silently repelling in the back, um, Teddy like snaps his fingers like, Hey, I'm going to say that all the people here who aren't controlling robots should probably close their eyes. But you, you're going to want to see this. And there is a uh, panel of Teddy's, like, eyes getting, you know that thing in, like, manga where somebody's pupil gets tiny to show that they're they're scary mm-hmm. looking? Mm-hmm. As, as we don't actually see what Teddy is doing, except in silhouette, as, as like, we, as we're going to, we're cutting to Sissy, uh, or, or to Jack. But as he, like, just unshackles his, like, ghostly appearance to go from looking very human to looking like something no longer human. Uh, it is not just, like, looking like a dead guy. It's like he does something wild. Goes, like, full Ghostbusters mm-hmm. monster. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's unleashing your powers. It is actually be the monster. Oh, moves. okay. When I frighten, intimidate, or cow others with my monstrous form, I can roll freak. 
Hell yeah. Uh, on a hit, they are thrown off and make themselves vulnerable to me or flee. On a 10 plus, I choose one. On a 7 and 9, I choose two. You frighten others you had not intended to scare. You hurt or break something you shouldn't have. Or you feel more like a monster afterward. Mark a condition. Uh, on a miss, they react with violence, hatred, and paranoia. And I suffer the brunt of it. All right. So, cool. That's an eight. So I am going to obviously frighten others I had not intended to scare because people Mm -hmm. don't listen to me when I say don't look at me. Mm -hmm. And I am going to break something I shouldn't have. All right. Which I have an idea for what that could be. Please share. The security system. Because a ghost going full ghost just sends out these like crazy electrical pulses that just fry like the stuff keeping the vault more safe all right sounds good uh in the distance you can hear like a ka-chunk 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 as something is kind of like breaking down and i just realized we forgot to do something very important um Mm -hmm. as we are engaging um a dangerous foe's team. Yeah, uh, we need mm-hmm. to do our team stuff. When you enter battle against a dangerous foe's team, you add two to the team pool. Uh, you also, at the beginning of every session, you the GM adds one team to the pool. Yes, so we're up to three team. Uh, if the leader has influence over every teammate, add another team. Um, do we have a leader? I feel like it's you in this moment, frankly. Yeah. For, You're taking point. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm the oldest. Yeah. Um, he always. I'm uses the big that. brother. He always. <laughs> I only have a couple years left to do it with. Um, uh, and I do have influence over both Jack and Sissy. Nice. That's so another team. That's four. Uh, if everyone has the same purpose in the fight, you add another team. Yeah, I uh, think so. Jack's purpose is to get these people out of here and safe. Isn't that what Sissy's doing? Uh, I believe that's also what Sissy's doing, yeah. Jack cares less about the, the, the money than he cares about the people's lives. Yeah, Sissy um, really doesn't care about this money. Yeah, so sounds like that's another team. Hell yeah. Uh, if any member mistrusts the leader or the team, remove a team. Nope, all good. Mm. No, I'm good. Hell yeah. Uh, and if your team is ill-prepared or off-balance, remove a team. Yeah, for this particular encounter, I don't think so. Yeah, that I don't think that applies. So, good God, you have four team in the pool. <laughs> I would say that Sissy's actual goal in this fight is to like is continuously like show like, hey, I can I can do this thing. Like try like is a little less like is a, here to save people, but is more here to like prove herself. So we're we're at five team because one at the beginning of the session, two at the beginning of the move, and then there two of them are adding team, and two of them, if the answer is yes, remove. Oh, that's right. Yes, so Same. we have five, which is a good amount, but not crazy. I the game that I ran uh, recently just ended um, the young Olympians. They had gotten so many different moves over the course of the campaign. They they had like ten. Oh my god! A lot, very often. That's uh, so yeah. much. What do team points allow you to do? For the sake of our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with masks, and also me because it's been oh, well over a year since I last played masks. Anyone working with the team can spend team one for one to help a teammate, giving them plus one to their role. 
And we can also spend team to act selfishly. When you act selfishly, say how your actions ignore or insult your teammates. Remove one team from the pool and shift one label up and one label down your choice. You can use this option after rolling to alter the label you're rolling with. So that's an effective plus one if you're not already at plus three. Interesting. Um, and you have to be selfish. It's also worth noting that multiple teammates can spend team uh, to help on the same roll. Oh, okay. So if somebody rolls a five, uh, the other two teammates can spend team to bump that up to a seven. Good to know. Yes. Mm -hmm. So sorry about that. So yeah, we have four team. Uh, as I as I just as as Teddy is doing his crazy thing uh, and scaring the Velocibot bots. <laughs> Um, ideally, either scaring Pollux or like just causing their um, like visuals to glitch out. Yeah, I don't think that Pollux is necessarily affected uh, from where you're at right this moment, but uh, it definitely scrambles uh, the visual sensors of the Velocibots, and you can see that they're all kind of like spinning around like trying to get a bead on teddy but they can't because they can't uh they can't see and that i think gives uh sissy an opportunity to do something if she wants to um how are the unintentionally frightened people reacting to being unintentionally frightened um I think it's probably half and half cowering, like, where they are mm -hmm. and, like, going for the doors. This wasn't... I mean, this is probably around lunchtime, so there, there's probably a good, like, 15 people aside from the tellers and the folks in the back. But where you're at right now, there's probably a good 15 people. So I'd say, you know, half of them are cowering and then you've got kind of a rush towards the doors uh, not enough to cause, like, a harmful stampede, but it's still uh, kind of chaos. Okay. Um, these are going to come back online eventually, these ro these, these dinobots. And, and they're they're mm -hmm. all distracted now, and I think this is just, like, fucking, like, looks at people, he's like, run, just go. Flee in terror, go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just mm -hmm. shoo, be afraid, yeah. shoo. Yeah, run. And... Let's go ahead and I guess let's start dealing with the, the Dinobots. Mm -hmm. So I am going to uh, engage a Dinobot or just start, start taking them out while they're distracted. Or at least the ones okay. closest to the people. Yeah, so there are, there are like, I think I said there were three in mm -hmm. here. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're one's kind of like in the middle of the crowd and two are near the desk, I think. So how are you how are you trying to take them out? Um paint that word picture for me. Yeah, I think like once uh Sissy uh like shoes the people, I, I think she like reaches out and just pulls like straight up a knife from her boot because she doesn't have any like she's like, Yeah, this is how I'm gonna she, I think before she does, she's like, These are like uh just like robot robots, right? They're not like alive. I mean, the robots aren't going to answer you. Well, th this was like at Teddy. She's like yelling at Teddy. I'm a ghost monster right now. <laughs> oh, good talk. You don't, I think this is like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> then goes to fist fight a, 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 like a raptor. Um, yeah, I'm, manis I'm manifesting Eldritch yeah. horror over here. <laughs> 
Uh, and so uh, I guess she. How do you kill? How do you take down? They're just straight up velociraptors that are metal, right? Yeah, I mean they've got like. Are they the actual size velociraptor raptor bots, or are they like Jurassic Park size? They're like human size, like five and a half feet tall. Cool, good to know. So I think she, yeah, they're she runs, um, like does like a knee slide and then goes to like bury the knife in the leg so she can bring it down further to like bury the like pull the knife out and then put it in the in the velociraptor's head, assuming that's how robots work. She's just like, yeah, the probably if I kill the head, it'll go down, right? That's how these things work usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, we really don't need to put this much effort into things. It's just caster. <laughs> uh, oh, I probably need to roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you've been waiting on for me to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds like directly yeah. engage a threat. Uh, so roll plus danger for me. Okay. How did I... Did it add my bonus in there? Yeah, it did. Yes. Oh, Lord. I got so close to not doing that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So on a seven, uh, you pick one of the uh, choices below. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Um, part of me wants to create an opportunity for my allies, but I think Sissy's going to impress. This is what she does. She's going to do. This is how super villains who are good guys fight, right? Uh, I think (laughs) I'm going to uh, impress, surprise, or frighten my opposition. So I just think it's like. Knife to the leg of the, the Dinobot, knife to the head of the Dinobot. I don't know if this actually kills the Dinobot. Um, and, like, whips around into, like, the camera, uh, like, looks into the camera as it's, like, fading, like, sussing back and forth. And it's just like, you you were never as good at, the, at, at this as your sibling was, Caster. <laughs> All right. Um, honestly... The the Dinobots are kind of like moocs mm-hmm. uh, in this case, and, and like the game doesn't really focus on moocs so much. So I think I think you actually can take down the Dinobots. Okay, you're familiar enough with uh, Pollux's work, so um, so you can take down the Dinobots. Uh, so while this is all going on, Jack in the back. Uh, you can hear the sounds of your brother transforming and uh, Sissy uh, being a fucking ninja. Uh, but you're in the back. Uh, it is much quieter back here. You can hear, like, the the panel that we're focusing on now. I think you, there's a tiny speech bubble with, like, squiggles in it where you can hear, like, somebody's talking. But over the the... Other noises drifting towards you. You can't really make out what they're saying. Yeah, uh, gonna sort of sneak towards the noise or the talking and see who it is or see what's being said. Mm-hmm. So as you're sneaking, you kind of notice like the back offices don't really have people in them, and uh, as you get closer, you can hear well. I don't think you necessarily 
Well, did we establish that you heard the the Velocibot speak? I probably didn't. Okay. Unless it came over the um, earpieces. Yeah, so... um, that I think it's more interesting for that to have happened, for the earpieces okay. to have picked it up. So you can tell that the voice that's speaking is the same voice that came over the Velocibot speaker. And there's actually, you can hear the, the kind of like metallic footsteps of a Velocibot approaching you. Uh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Let me quickly... Knows over the basic moves. I think what I want to do is, um, like I did to get into the building, I want to sort of um, manipulate the environment and sort of like create an opening that used to be in the wall that isn't there at the moment and um, get uh, out of sight rather than directly engage with it. If I can go in the, basically I want to step into the ghost plane. Let's put it that way. Okay. So uh, now I'm getting to the room where uh, Pollux is, if I'm moving in that direction. If, if I'm getting the correct understanding of what it is you're doing. Or explaining, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, does that count? Do you think that counts as uh, unleashing your powers? Yeah. Actually, oh. yeah. This definitely counts as unleashing your powers for some things that you may find out depending on how you roll. Wicked. All right. Uh, I'm going to roll freak. No situational bonuses. Wicked. Oh, boy. So. Uh, I'm going to, um, I'm gonna, I think, do you take advancement on a missed move in this game? Oh, a potential? No, you don't. Yeah. Oh, you do? No, you, yeah. Yeah, you do. Cool. All right. Uh, when you unleash your powers to overcome an obstacle, reshape your environment, or extend your senses, you roll freak on a miss. I think you can make as hard a move against me as you want. Yeah, that's fun for me. Um, So, I think you try to you try to step into the ghost plane. And what we see is as you try to step through, there's just this like, wall of golden light that's kind of like a lot of strands woven together and you end up walking into it and it just kind of like ripples and it doesn't form like a hand but like it forms like some sort of appendage that just like smacks you away uh and in the physical world you you basically you basically get smacked back into the physical world and uh, land on your ass. And let me check something here really quick. Um, and I think that I'm going to inflict a condition on you. Okay. And uh, what that means mechanically for our listeners is uh, a condition will uh, temporarily change a character's labels slash stats until something happens to clear the condition. Either somebody uh, successfully uses a move to clear the condition, or the character with the condition does something to uh, kind of satisfy it and remove the condition. So, what condition do I want to give you? 
I would say angry or insecure feels. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, let's go with. I think it would be fun for Jack to be angry. Wicked. Uh, because this is something where it's like, who the fuck is messing with the place that I'm supposed to be able to manipulate? Yeah, I think that happens, and like the next panel is like uh jack on the floor uh speaking to the earpiece you can't see her face because she has the full mask on that covers her expression but uh you see on the she's like there is weird shit going on here that isn't just a bank robbery sissy to no one gestures at the robot dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) sissy i can't see you if you're gesturing (laughs) then how do you know i'm gesturing instinct It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!